Before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. The Hog Football Podcast is brought to you by GameStrat. GameStrat is the number one sideline replay choice for the top football programs in the country. Their system is extremely reliable, easy to set up and use, and they also have the best customer service in the industry. Go to GameStrat.com to learn why more coaches keep switching to GameStrat for their sideline replay system. That's GameStrat.com. G-A-M-E-S-T-R-A-T.com. Before we move on, let's talk about the fastest growing sports team software, All In Team Sports, and how it's helping coaches save time while streamlining their communication, scheduling, and so much more. It's no surprise that coaches are always looking for ways to increase efficiency and save time. That's why this software is so great. It offers coaches all the features they need to manage their teams, from player nutrition and health goals to in-app awards, document sharing, and a team feed that immediately boosts player engagement. This software makes it easy for coaches to stay organized and help their teams succeed. The software also allows coaches to set up a variety of different activities and tasks. For example, coaches can create a schedule for their team, assign tasks to individual players, and even create custom messages for specific groups or individuals. This allows coaches to quickly communicate with their players and keep track of their progress. Plus, the software also allows coaches to create and manage sports-specific activities such as drills and practices. And for all the football coaches out there, they have a video system that is built to work with Huddle that is top-notch. You can sign up today using using code HOGFOOTBALLCHAT to get 75 days entirely free. And I promise it will be an app that will replace all others on your phone. Check them out by going to allinteamsports.com or give them a follow on Twitter at allinteamsports. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Hey guys, uh, I am here with Coach Cale Pridgen today. Coach Pridgen is currently the offensive line coach at Huntington College, where he uh, he actually played at, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, before that, he spent some time as, as a high school coach, uh, and he's done kind of everything. He's coached running backs, coached the offensive line, um, been a, uh, an offensive line tight end run game coordinator, uh, been a defensive coordinator, which we're going to talk about that a little bit because I got, I got lots of questions. Um, and again, like I said, it's currently the offensive line coach at Huntington College. So, Coach, welcome. Uh, good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm. I'm blessed, man, and I'm. I'm really happy to to be on the podcast. I've been following it for a long time, and it's nice to to get to to get to be on here and talk with you. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to to talk to you about some stuff because you got some you got some fun things on your bio that you sent me that that I've got lots of questions about. Um, but first things first, talk to me about um how the offensive line has played a role in some of the more um, successful teams that you've been uh, a coach or a player on? So, um, you know, for, for me, you know, the, the offensive line has, it's really the foundation of an, an entire offense. You know, it's, it's, you know, you can, you can have a game where, you know, a receiver is not necessarily catching the ball very well. You can have a game where maybe the quarterback, his throws are, are off a little bit, but, you know, in the end, none of it matters 
if the offensive line can't block and get their job done. You know, running backs can't do their job. Quarterbacks can't go through their reads and make throws. And receivers never even get a chance to, to catch the ball. So for me, for all of the teams that, that I've been a part of that has been, you know, that have had a lot of success, it was, it was a, a good offensive line unit that was also really, really tight-knit and well-coached and, and played hard because, you know, one thing is, you know, so, some other things around us, you know, it might take a little while to get started, but for the offensive line, there, there can't be any bad days. There, there can't be right. bad snaps, there can't be bad reps because the, the team around us can't afford it. You know, and right. it's, it's uh, it, the, the great teams were, 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 were men that, that understood what that meant and what it was about and, and approaching practice and, and games like that with, with that in mind. Right. You're right. And I've said this before. This is a a quote that I learned a long time ago. um, And I said it before, but you know, you you can't let, and this is, this, this plays in with the offensive line. You know, you can't let the, the, the one grenade uh, kills the whole platoon. And that sort of goes with the offensive line as, as a, as a group and as a part of the team too, you know, you get, if you're running, if you're running power and you're, you're pulling guard messes up, that's going to kill the whole, the whole play which in turn is going to kill the whole, you know, offense. So it, it's, yeah, you gotta, everyone's got to do their part and do their job to, to definitely have a successful, successful group. Right. Absolutely. And you know, the, the other position on offense that you can make an argument like that for is quarterback as well. Yeah. You, know, oh, definitely. Team, you gotta have a special quarterback, but you know, in my mind, you know, theoretically, and, and at least one thing that I, I try to preach to my guys all the time is, is, you know, how beautiful would it be? if the quarterback is having a bad game, but we were doing so well that all he had to do was catch the snap and hand it off. Right. <laughs> so that way we get to carry him, you know? And so, you know, in the end, we, we need everybody, you know, quarterback included, but it, it, I, it's, it's my belief and I, you know, I could be wrong, but, you know, I just, I believe that the entire foundation of, of the offense is up front and we take a lot of pride in that. And that's something yeah. that I, I truly believe and preach. Yeah, no, that's you're you're absolutely right. Um, you know, you played offensive line at Huntington, um, and one of the things that that stood out to me in your in your bio, um, four year starter, only gave up two sacks in your entire career. Okay, so my question to you is, do you remember those two sacks, and and when when did they happen, and why did they happen? And and if it, you know, I don't want to I don't want to pull up any bad memories because that's that's a that's no. a hell of a stat <laughs> right there. Um, but do, do you remember a... those those plays? It's actually I'm I'm glad you asked me because you know of, of all the success that that my team and I had you know throughout my time playing it you know as as a player you you remember you tend to remember most those times where you came up short yeah and so I, I actually you know those two sacks I, I think about them you know from time to time and I, I make sure to share it with with the uh, kids that I coach but the first sack that I ever gave up um, I was starting as a freshman and uh, you know I, I'm still. You know, I'm just I'm just trying to stay above water at right. this point. What, you know, what, what, did you, what what did you play? If you start start to interrupt, what what position yeah, no, on the line? I was playing right tackle. Okay. And uh, and I was you know I was still adjusting to the speed from high school to college ball. Right. And I was just trying not to you know let everybody around me down. And uh, we we went up against a a top ten program, uh, Wesley College, sure. up in up in Delaware, and they had this one guy. Um, he was he was a he was a freak man you know in my opinion there was probably no way that he should have been there but it, it is what it is. <laughs> he was uh he was about you know he, he was 
he was really long. He's probably about six five, but th this guy had to have run at least a four six. And so what ended up happening was I I felt his speed when you know on my on my my pass set. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, an offensive lineman, you can't get scared of somebody's speed because once you start to overcompensate for that, you get off balance. Right. And the thing is, this guy wasn't super strong, but I was. I was driving so hard to try to to try to cut cut him off from the queue that he just his inside arm stabbed me under the armpit, threw me to the side and got a sack. Right. And uh, yeah, and so you know that was that was the day where I learned the hard lesson of angles. <laughs> you know, angles up front, you know, and how how smooth is actually faster than fast. Right. You know? Um. And then the uh the second sack that I gave up was actually my senior year. Oh. Uh, <laughs> in the in the very last game that uh, uh that I that I ever played. Yeah. Um we were running sprint out protection. Now I was playing right guard and we were running sprint out protection on, you know, uh, to the to the play side. So I was on the play side of sprint out. And the team we were playing, Mary Harden Baylor, uh they they had a, a lot of very talented cats over there. And uh they oh, yeah. were up front. I mean they were they were solid. Well um for me, you know, I, I at this point, you know, I, I felt like the game was moving really slow for me. I, I felt like I was a coach on the field at that point. That was my right. ego talking. And I just pre-snap, you know, before before the play even started, I just decided, you know, we had a shade and a five on the front side. I decided that our center needs a little bit more help. So when I turned for the sprint out, I, I leaned too hard on the shade to help out our center. Yep. The, the five technique actually swam underneath our uh, right tackle, and I wasn't there to defend B gap. Right, and so he ended up getting out and, and making the making the sack on the cue. Oh man! And uh, yeah, it was it was a uh, it's really disappointing. You do something you know a thousand times over and over and over, and then that one time you just decide, hey, I'm going to do it my way. Right. And, well, yeah. and that's like and that's like you said, <clears throat> for you were a four year starter. It, it was. It was. I don't want to say, and this I don't want to speak for you, obviously, but it it doesn't. It wasn't arrogance or cockiness. It was just confidence. You'd been out there for so long, and and like you said, you felt like you were a coach on the field, um, and you were trying to do. It's the same thing we as coaches tell these kids all the time: do your job. You know, you were you were trying to help out where you thought you could help out, and and it it unfortunately backfired. I mean, it's you know, it's one of those. It's a it's a lesson you now as a coach can can give to your players and, 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 you know, laugh about in a way, but, um, you know, I, I, it wasn't like you just kind of spun around and gave the, uh, gave the quarterback a lookout block or anything like that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Hey, you know, if, if it's not me telling the story, some of my best friends were also offensive linemen. They like to remind me of those stories too. <laughs> you know, try to try to keep me humble and, you know, yeah. I, I love them for it. Yeah. Well, you know, kind of as as you were talking, the the beauty about this being twenty twenty three is is there's this wonderful thing called the internet, and so I pulled up some of your huddle film from from college, um, and the first clip is at Louisiana College when you make a a great cut block on a screenplay and then get up and start dancing um, on the field. I don't know if you I don't know if you remember that play or not, but that's that's what I'm I might have to when I post this online I might have to link that that huddle clip to it just to to have everybody see it. 
Yeah, we well, um, you know, we we uh at the time, you know, we we took a lot of a lot of pride in, in what we did. Yeah. And we we decided that, you know, everybody else's success is our success. Absolutely. And so it was it was kind of a standard in the group of, you know, if if you're you know, you when, when if somebody were to be successful, somebody goes and scores, if we're not celebrating, then we're in the wrong. Right. And I, I felt like at the time, like you know, at that point I was, I was older, I'd been around and some younger guys were starting and, you know, if, if I'm going to ask them to do it, then by golly, I need to do it. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun, but it was also, you know, there was a reason behind it because, you know, everybody, you know, when we score, man, it's a party. Oh, let's yeah. have a great oh, no time doubt. and let, let's enjoy, let's enjoy everybody's success, man. Let's not, let's not be selfish and let's not feel sorry for ourselves that, Hey, we don't, we don't get to score. We don't get a lot of the a lot of the credit. No, man. Let's go. Let's go ahead and have fun now. I Everybody love knows what the deal is that that watches football and knows football. Yeah. No, I love it, man. I I I think that's absolutely right. Like, like you said, go go celebrate and make it a party because um, it should be celebrated. So that's awesome. Um, I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of teams out there that that have a hard time even even getting in the end zone. Oh, right. You know, for us, at, at, for us at the time, I mean, we were putting up close to 40 points a game it's it's real easy to forget how hard it is to get to that point and you know you, you never know when you never know when when there's gonna come times where it might not happen again so right. while we're here in this moment let's 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 make a memory of it let's let's right. have fun right no I, I i no doubt no doubt about it i, I think that's a great hopefully and uh, hopefully that's something that you're bringing with you for for the group that you're that you're coaching now too so you know bringing that same mindset um for them, for that, that group, uh, you talked, you, you know, I'm looking at your bio and, and last year you were a defense coordinator last two years. How, how was that adjustment going from essentially an offensive player? I'm, you know, I'm sure you probably played defense in, in high school, uh, but you've been a most, you know, you'd been a mostly an offensive player an offensive line coach. Um, how was it transitioning to a defensive coordinator spot? Um, two-part question a three-part question how was it transitioning to that um did you still coach the o-line and, and did you coach a spot on uh, and what was your position on defense that you coached as well so um so so you know kind of the backstory behind that is you know i was i was i was coaching high school football it was a dream to coach in college mm -hmm. but i got married at the time and I, I told my wife about the whole like ga route and everything like that and i said i'm not i'm not going to put you through that so if we're going to run this race, then we're going to run it to win. At right. least that's that's what my book says. And, uh, you know, for, for me, the, the ultimate goal was to be a head coach in high school. And in order to be a head coach, you have to have coordinator experience. Right. So I was coaching O-line over at Spartan High School under Coach LaRon White. Uh, he just retired this year, but, you know, he's a heck of a coach and an even better man. He did so many, you know, did so much for, for me and, and, and my career, and I, I can't thank him enough for it, but – what ended up happening was um, my old high school coach, Matthew Putnam, he had a head job over at Madison County High School. Mm -hmm. And he reached out to me and said, hey, I'm, I'm looking for a defensive coordinator. Do you know anybody? And so for me, I started, you know, immediately reaching out to like five or six other people that, that might be interested that are looking for that D.C. opportunity. And I told him and he said, he said, no, dude, I'm talking to you. Or are you are you wanting to be a D.C.? And I was like, oh. And so, I, you know, I thought about it and I was like, hey, you know, in, in the end, while I do, while I do, you know, I, I specialize in offensive line play, I'm, I'm a football coach. Right. If I, if I am who I say I am, then I should be able to, to do this as well. 
Right. And so I, I took the challenge, you know, as an opportunity to get coordinator experience. And uh, so I went over there and, um, you know, had a, had a, had a great time coaching football over right. at Madison County. Um, so, but it's, so, um, to be honest with you, coach, it, we went, so I went from a seven, a program to a four, a program. Oh, okay. And in, in four, a, uh, in Alabama, some, some schools can have a hard time finding coaches. Sure. And so basically we had, we had three full-time coaches on staff, myself included, the head coach, the offensive line coach and me because two of the other full-time coaches had actually left for other schools. Right. But we kind of had to reach out and, and bring out some community coaches. But offensively, um, I pretty much just plugged in and helped where I could. Right. I mostly helped out with the offensive line, but the offensive line coach is a, a guy by the name of Alan Cruz. And uh, he's, you know, he's a heck of a coach. He had a, had a great culture within the group. And, you know, I basically just, just plugged in and, and helped him wherever I could. But right. it was it was his show, you know, and those kids believe in him and did 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 a, a heck of a job with that group, you know, creating buy-in. And uh, defensively, we didn't have a defensive line coach, so Coach Cruz helped me out with that. Secondary wise and linebackers, uh, Coach Putnam and I kind of split it. Right. So just depending on the day, you know, if I needed to talk about specifics of a coverage, I would kind of take over on DBs. Or on another day, if, if it, they were running some kind of, you know, concept in the box and I needed to be with the linebackers to, to talk about how we're going to read it, proper tracks through, and, and how we're going to keep the ball on the shelf, so to speak, um, I, would, I would take them. So really, it was just, it was kind of a, just kind of an effort, you know, and if the community coaches showed up, great, you know, here's what I need you to do, you know, as we're talking about this, like, five minutes before practice but for the most part it was it was us three who you know took ownership of that and tried to do our best by the kids right no I mean that's I mean but that's what you're supposed to do at the especially at that sort of like you said smaller smaller school setting is you gotta you gotta I mean and you know you know going into the 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 d3 life you you do what you can do and you help where you can help um, Absolutely, and, and that's and that's all you can ask, and that's all the kids can ask is, is is as long as you're, you know, you know, not just doing your spot and kind of folding your arms and watching as everyone else coaches when when defense is over. Um, you know, you're you're doing your job, just just making sure that you can help. Like I said, help where you can help, uh, help where help is needed, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Um, you know, talk to me a bit about how it's been going back to. Huntington, because obviously you graduated from there. We're, we're a, a phenomenal player there. Um, how has the transition been going from high school to college, and and how is it being back in your own stomping in your old stomping grounds? You know, I uh, I'm a I'm a big you know I think you know I throughout my entire life you know Huntington College is is the aside from my wife right when when I got married right Huntington College became the second greatest decision. I ever right. made. Um, and that, that place is, is somewhere that means a lot to me. And I would, I would tell people how special it is, uh, but they, they just never really seem to believe it, you know, but, but it's really, it's a special place that finds a way to attract special people. Right. And so as far as the transition from high school into college, I mean, I'm, I'm literally, I mean, I'm, I'm living the dream and I'm blessed beyond all measure. 
You know, I'm, I'm getting to work for a, a Hall of Fame head coach. I get to work with uh, the best, in my opinion, the best strength and conditioning coach in the country. Uh, I get to work with uh, a, a legendary DC named Stephen Hicks, who's, who's been there for every single win in program history. Mm-hmm. And I get to work with uh, a guy who's actually my best friend and was a groomsman at my wedding, Ryan White, who's the DB's coach. That's awesome. Um, every, everybody around there, you know, it's the, the continuity that's been there, like the same people that were there when I was a player, uh, for the most part, are all still there. And they've, they've welcomed me with open arms. And the players have, have welcomed me in. And, you know, I was, I was worried that, you know, because the, the coach they had before, he's a heck of a coach and an even better man. And right. uh, he's, he's, a, he's a great guy. And, you know, I was a little bit worried about, you know, building that relationship with the players because I know he did a, such, a, such a great job before me. But it's, it's been so smooth. And, you know, I'm just – we got on to spring break, and this is the first time in my life where I wasn't excited to go on a break because I, I wanted to be in the office every day. I wanted to be working. And that, that feeling of, of, of happiness that, that you have within a job is – you can't put a price tag on that. Right. And so, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, I, I tell, you know, the, there's a general saying, you know, people will say, Hey, I'm, I'm blessed or, Hey, I'm living the dream. And it's just like a, a passing by type thing. But, you know, for me, when I say it, I mean, I, I, I truly mean it, you know, and it's, it's just, the transition has been great. Uh, I love what I'm doing. I love the kids that, that I'm working with every day. I love the coaching staff I'm with and, and I love the school, Yeah. you know, no, but it's, it's about, the, it's about the people that are there and not the buildings. <clears> and I'm just, I'm just very, very happy to be there. Right. No, and that, and that's and that's for you. I don't know if you've started if they if you're recruiting this spring or not, or or if they're going to wait until the next class rolls around. But it's going to be pretty easy for you to sell to sell the program, right? You know, you're you you're an alum. You played four years in it. Um, it it won't be it won't be real hard for you to uh, to be passionate and excited about the the future over there. Um, so that should make, that should make recruiting pretty easy. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, I mean, and, and you, you know, this coach, you know, we are at the division three level. So as much as that, you know, I hate to say it and we, we can't offer athletic scholarships. It's not just selling it to, to the kid of, of how we can help them transition to the next part of their life, but it's also selling the parents, right. you know, cause it's an investment on their part. And, uh, you know, the thing is for me, it's, it's really, really easy to sell. You know, the biggest thing is just getting out there and, and, and spreading the word and trying to get as many as we can. You know, we're, we're late in the recruiting season right now. Uh, and so right now I'm really just trying to do my absolute best to reach out to as many 2023 recruits as I can that can come in and, and help us, you know, and, and, you know, just hopefully I can, I can get a few before next season starts and, um, you know, earn my paycheck, so right. to speak. You know, earn my way. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, that uh, it, it's you know, I'll let you drop some 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 more information at the end about that. But um, that's that's exciting. It's always exciting. It's always fun to recruit, get to meet new kids, and build relationships and watch their film. And um, so I'm I'm happy and excited for you to get to go through that and do that um, moving forward. But um, before I get you out of here, do me a favor. No, wait, I forgot. Jeez, Louise, this is what happens when when you get COVID. You uh, you forget things. Um, we got to do Mount Rushmore. So. Um, if you could build a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen, uh, guys you played with, guys you coached, guys you're just a fan of growing, fo- growing up watching football, um, who would be on that five-man offensive line? 
So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to be a little bit different here. Okay. Um, a lot of a lot of people, you know, when they talk about a Mount Rushmore, they'll talk about NFL Hall of Famers and and things like that. Um, I'm gonna talk about people who I've seen with my own eyes that were great players or are great players uh, and great coaches. So sure. going going from left to right, starting at left tackle. Uh, you know, the the guy I'm about to mention, you know, I hope he doesn't get mad at me because he's he's really big on, you know, just not being public because he's a really humble man. But uh, Charlie Goodyear, uh, he's the he's the strength and conditioning uh, coordinator here at Huntington College for all sports. But he was actually my position coach for three years. I was going to say he was your O-line coach, wasn't he? Yes, sir. He was. Yeah. And uh, he was, you know, he's 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 the, the best position coach I, I ever had. You know, he not only challenged me to be a better player, but he challenged me personally and spiritually all the time. Um, and so the the thing is, you know, one thing about Coach Goodyear that I wish I would have seen because he he played at Troy University okay. um, and he played offensive line. And I just I, I really I really wish I would have gotten to see him, you know, get to play, get to actually play and see what he was like as a player. Now, did he did he ever do anything in practice where you guys were just kind of like, Oh, that's, that's not, that makes sense. Like that, that he could definitely, he, you know, back in the day, he was definitely a baller. Did he ever, you know, pull anything like that out of the, out of the hat? You know, what's crazy is there was never really a specific instance where he did that. Yeah. He's one of those people that when you speak to him and you look him in the eye, you can just see it and you know it. Right. Like the way that he speaks, the way he carries himself, the way he goes about his business and all things that he does, like, you know, that he was an absolute dog. Right. When he I mean, he's a, he's a dog now, Right. you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, not to mention, he was also a, a state championship defensive end at Jeff Davis high school and played division one, you know, college football. So, right. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I just, I think that, uh, I think that, I think that it would be great to see him play. Now he'd have to put on some weight because he lost like 90 pounds because he got oh, into wow. CrossFit and stuff, but he was, you know, he's still, I still work out with him from time to time, especially now. And I mean, he's still, you know, he's 40 something years old, but he still gets after it, man. Right. Hey, easy, on, like, the, just, easy on the 40 year olds there, guy. <laughs> well, it's just like he asks, he just like he asks the players. You right. Know what I mean, he gets after it too. So no, that's awesome. So um, that would be the left tackle. He'd kind of mm -hmm. be like the foundation of the group. The left guard, the left guard would be, uh, would be a man by the name of Joey Peacock. And so Joey is uh, – I played with him for uh, two years at Huntington College. Um, he was kind of one of those older guys, the old heads, that kind of took me under his wing yep. and really helped me with the transition from, from high school to college. And, uh, you know, the crazy thing about, about college football, and Coach Turk says it all the time, if, if the world could spend a year in a college football locker room, it would be a much better place. Right. Because you know, I, I came from – I'm a white dude that came from a rural town in Hazel Green, Alabama. He's a black guy that came from Columbus, Georgia, and, and had a stutter. You know, like, it, who who in the world would think we'd have became friends? But right. it turns out that, you know, Joey was actually – he's the best man in my wedding. He's one of my absolute best friends in the world. And when he played, you know, he wasn't even a huge weight room guy, but he was like 330 pounds, right? But he was smooth, man. He was he was heck within a ten yard box, yeah. and never lacked for confidence, and and just he got after it with absolutely no apologies, and he did a, a heck of a job setting the setting that kind of nasty tempo for the group, and so, right. you know, I think that would be a, a Mount Rushmore left guard for me. 
Um, and he's actually uh, the OC at uh, at Shaw High School in Georgia right now, doing oh, a heck of a job. So at center would be uh, a man by the name of uh, J.D. Atkins. And uh, J.D., uh, he played high school football at Opelika High School in Alabama. Huh? Um, and he was a coach that I worked with at Dothan High School for two years. And he's somebody who is extremely cerebral. He is an excellent communicator, a great teacher, and he's taught me so much about, about football and, and things that, that I didn't know about. And uh, he's, he's helped me a lot with, with, uh, with my career. And so, you know, he's somebody who, you know, at that center spot would do an excellent job at communicating and, and making sure that, that uh, making sure that everybody's, you know, doing the right things at the right time and, and talking it out. Right. Just how smart he is. Shameless, shameless plug. He is, uh, he's the Alabama football chat guy. And yes, sir. Uh, he's actually, he's been on this podcast before. So. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's actually, he's actually the one who also put me on to you. <laughs> so, I mean, so, I mean, yeah, he's, 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 I mean, I, I tell you what, you want to talk about somebody that, that gets after it in the profession and, and is constantly seeking to learn, look no further than him. And, you know, anybody that has a chance, you know, they, they should speak with him because he'll help anybody and everybody because in the end he does it for the kids, you yeah. know, and he, he does it for, for the game. And he's, he's, he's a heck of a coach and even better man. That's awesome. Okay. Um, so at right guard, um, yeah, at right guard and right tackle, I would have Griffin and Garrett Wyndham. Oh, twi- twins or just brothers? Just, just brothers, just okay. brothers. So uh, at right guard would be Griffin because, you know, they're both tall, but Griffin's like, He's about 6'2", but he's a little bit more, like, bulky, a little more stocky. Um, and he's somebody who who played with me at Huntington College. And just over the years, he was the one that actually hooked me up with my first coaching job. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he was a groomsman in my wedding as well, um, one of my absolute best friends in the whole world, um, a heck of a coach. He was the OC, or is the OC at Op High School. And uh, he's been very, very successful as a coach. And uh, he's been really, really successful as a father and as a husband and he's somebody I'm proud to know, but I tell you what, when he played, you know, that dude, that dude was hell on earth. I mean, yeah. he, he really, really got after it. He was nasty. Didn't make any apologies. I mean, he was, you know, he, he was, a, he was a darn good player. So yeah, that would be him. And then at right tackle would be his, uh, his brother Garrett. And so Garrett is like, Garrett's probably like, he's about six, five, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, p- played division one football at UT Chattanooga. Okay. And uh, he's he's currently the offensive line coach at Andalusia High School here in Alabama, where they just won a state championship. And so, you know, not only was he probably, uh, you know, did he have a super successful college career, but his uh, his worth as a coach, you know, if it wasn't before it darn sure got proven this year when they when they brought home the first state championship in 20 something years at Andalusia. Yeah. You know, he's, he's he's helped me out a lot, too. And you know, it's, it's been nice to kind of get to know him through Griffin and he's kind of transitioned into being one of my best friends too. Yeah. And so on the right side, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's, I like, I like the mixture we've got so far. So that's, that's good. Absolutely. On the right side, chemistry would be off the chain Yeah. on the left side. You know, you'd have, you'd have coach Goodyear making sure Peacock's good to go in the middle. (laughs) You'd have, you'd have JD Atkins being the bridge of communication between everybody. Hey, you know, the nasty group, man. I wouldn't want to get in front of that. Those guys. No way. Especially not not brothers. That like mm-hmm. to me, that's just that's that's fascinating. Like, did I, I? 
I always did those. Did they get? Did they play high school ball together at least? Like, were they on the same line in high school, or were they? Were there, was there enough separation they never got to play? Uh, play together. I want to say that there was enough separation they never got to play. I think that when Griffin got to high school, I think that either Garrett was already in college or he was a senior. I got you. Okay. It's too bad. It's too bad. That would have been. That would have been. I, I got. I got the experience of of coaching brothers once that played on the same offensive line but they were there was enough of a separation one played center and one played left tackle so there wasn't they weren't right next to each other um so to you know to kind of bicker back and forth but it's it's always uh it's always kind of fascinating coach i'll tell you right now in in this particular case you know griffin and garrett if they had the opportunity they would go ahead and put on some wwe entrance music and get themselves (laughs) going in the locker room and they'd come out and they would they would raise Kane, man. Yeah, I, love I know it. they'd get after it. I love it. Um, that's awesome. Well, Coach, uh, again, I don't want to keep you too long. Now, now I can get to my normal, my normal spiel. Um, do me a favor before we get you out of here. Drop your, drop your Twitter handle and drop any other information you want the listeners to know. Yes, sir. So, um, my Twitter handle, my Twitter handle is pretty, pretty easy. It's uh, it's at Kale Pridgen, uh, and Kale is C H A E L. Pridgen, P-R-I-D-G-E-N. Um, and, you know, as you said, I'm, I'm the offensive line coach at, at Huntington College. And uh, I'm right now even, you know, I'm, I'm looking for recruits. So, you know, all, all coaches out there, um, my line is always open, you know, any time of day. Uh, I may not get back to you immediately because I might be asleep, but for me it's a, it's a 24-hour job. And, uh, you know, if kid, players, coaches, if, if y'all have anybody um, that, that you think can – be successful at the college level and has a hopefully at least has a 3-0 GPA you know I don't care what position it is receiver linebacker O-line send them my way and you know I'd love to you know develop a relationship with the coaches and develop a relationship with the recruits awesome well coach I appreciate you coming on this morning um best of luck moving forward and looking forward to chatting again soon yes sir I, I appreciate you having me on um it's been it's been really awesome listening to your podcast over the years. And I know I've gotten a lot out of this, uh, out of the podcast, you know, not only, not only, you know, X's and O's, but just all of the integral parts of being a coach. And it's definitely, you know, something that's helped me with my career and uh, any way that, that I can pay that forward, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to, to have the opportunity to do so. And, you know, I appreciate you and I appreciate everything you're doing for the game. Well, thanks, Coach, man. That's uh, those very kind words, um, and uh, that uh, just kind of shows what kind of person you are. So uh, thank you for that, and uh, looking forward to talking soon. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to the next Hog football chat, man. I'm yeah, outside. we'll see. Yeah, it'll it'll be up. It'll be up. It's, it's up in no time. Yes, sir. Yes, right. sir. Well, um, you, uh, you have a good day, Coach, and, and God bless you. All right, man. Take care. The Hog Football Podcast is brought to you by the online clinic at Chief Pigskin. The online clinic by Chief Pigskin is a collection of coaching content from over a decade of travels from a high school coach. With video quality that is unmatched, you should check them out at clinic.chiefpigskin.com.